Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. So hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I'm here today with Joel Staley. Joel, can you tell us about your business and what you do and who you are? Yeah, absolutely. My business is JCS Communications. And I'm an independent communications consultant is what I am. And what does that mean? Well, I specialize in three aspects of communications. That's spokesperson training, teaching people how to be better spokespersons, whether that's with the media or delivering a a keynote address at a a kind of convention or trade show. Uh, Also, brand language development, teaching brands or organizations how to develop that common language that's plain everyday use can better deliver their brand to their customers, to their employees, to whomever they need to reach. And then the third is crisis communications. I've had a long history and experience in helping organizations deal with crises and deal with them effectively. And so that's what I deliver for my clients. Um, My experience has been uh, roughly 25 years of working with the world's largest public relations communications firms, Burson, Cohen & Wolf, and Edelman. But I've also worked in-house as a PR director for Disney Parks and Resorts as well as a senior vice president of brand and external communications for regional bank here in Florida where I live. And so I bring all of that experience to my consultancy and to my clients. And it's pretty exciting. I love doing it. Yeah, that sounds really fun. So what's the reason you got into this business in the first place? Well, as I mentioned, I'd worked with uh, large firms for years and years. And I found myself with my family driving across country in the dead of night just me and my thoughts. And it occurred to me, if I didn't make a change, I was not going to live up to my own personal brand to spend time with my family and to be a good father, be a good husband. I was spending 70 and 80 hours a week at the office. And I knew I had to make a change. And so I began to imagine what that would be and and how could I do something that would, would allow me to spend more time with my family, but also allow me to build something for myself. And that was possibly a consultancy. And Something that really made me feel like I could do it and that there was an opportunity was that over the years, I represented large, large brands, Fortune 500 companies. And whenever small businesses or small to mid-sized businesses would come to us in, in those days when I was working for the larger agencies, we kind of have to throw them away. I mean, we had great ideas and I could see their businesses and I could see, man, I could really help these people, but they're not going to pay big agency fees. That just wasn't in their budget. And I thought, if I could be on my own, and I didn't have the overhead of a a huge agency, and it was just me, I could make a difference for these businesses. And so that's what kind of inspired me to say, that's the direction I'm heading in. And that's why I created JCS Communications. Wow, that's like really interesting. And like, yeah, there's so many people who like, you know, when you go to a big agency, they just can't afford to pay that kind of fee or that kind of retainer. And so I think that's really amazing that you kind of filled that gap for some businesses. Um, you know, you've been doing this for so many years and, you know, it's obviously something you're passionate about, but what keeps you motivated to still do this every day? 
Well, it's just what I said in terms of, you know, I saw those small to mid-sized businesses. I can make a difference for them. I can make a real difference in their business. And that's what motivates me. Uh, for instance, I, I can think of a client that I had that um, yeah, they were struggling to communicate who they were in terms of their brand. And they came to us, they were prepared to go to this big trade show and they were introducing a new product and it was somewhat revolutionary for, for their industry. And we helped them. We created a video that uh, communicated their brand philosophy and how the product really was the essence of that. We helped them design a trade show experience that would attract people to come to their booth and talk to them. Uh, we helped them secure a sponsorship that would really put them in the spotlight of that particular trade show. And it made a huge difference for their business. They were able to develop several business leads and it really expanded their ability to generate revenue and, and to launch this product. That's what gets me going. I look at a business and say, what could I do to make this business go to the next level? And that's, that's the rush for me. Wow. Yeah. That's really amazing. Um, you know, we're talking about like, you know, helping businesses grow and, you know, really putting your passion to work, but obviously you're still a business. And with that comes some hard and challenging moments. What have some of those been for you and how have you overcome those? One of the biggest challenges for any person who works for themselves, especially as an independent consultant who's seeking clients is how do I keep the pipeline full? <laughs> it's a constant challenge. It's, it goes to bed with you at night. It wakes up with you in the morning. And so that's one of my biggest challenges is how do I keep the pipeline full? And I do that in a number of ways. You know, we, we all have ways to reach our target audiences and explain why we're great for them and why we would make a difference for their business and why they should work with us. And so I'm constantly thinking about how can I get in front of my audience? Where I get their information? I put myself there. How can I be a presence in what they're doing so that they can consider me top of mind when they need my services? I mean, it is really hard to kind of like really keep people coming in and working for you and coming to help you build your business in like dealing with those challenges. What are some teaching moments that you've come across in growing your own business? Yes. Yes, there have been. And, you know, you have to continually reinvent yourself. You can't lesson for me was don't sit on your laurels, you know, don't just say, Hey, I'm good at these skills and this is where I'm going to live. And this is going to be me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not that old, but I'm not that young. I have maybe 20 years left of my career. The skills that I'm using now to deliver for my clients and help my clients win are not going to be the same skills that I'm going to use 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. So the lesson that I learned was what's important now and how do I need to retrain myself and how do I need to learn more so that I'm not left behind? Right. Yeah. And how do you keep like re-evolving and pivoting and um, in that, like, you know, changing and growing with whatever it is you need to change to and evolve to. 2020 has been really interesting for businesses and everyone across the globe. How has growth been in the past year for your business? And is there anything that you would have redone? That's a great question. Um, I've got a few anchor clients that are my main clients. Um, and some of them have just fallen off the face of the map. I mean, they, because of the nature of their business, they didn't have any more for me to do. Fortunately, other clients, because of COVID-19 and the pandemic, had more to communicate and needed more of my help. And so in that regard, things have balanced out. Um, but I think that what this environment has taught me is that, you know, 
I have a need for what I do. I just need to adapt it and deliver it in a way that makes sense right now. And so many of the trainings that I do for spokespersons, those are most effectively dead person. Well, I, many instances, I just can't do that right now. And so I've retooled some of those trainings to be delivered uh, online, you know, whether that's Zoom as we're doing now or in any other way, shape or form uh, digitally, remotely that makes sense for the client. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you've obviously have to kind of adapt your business to what's going on right now, but where do you see your business at in the next three to five years? I see um, expanding awareness of my ability in terms of media training, spokesperson training, uh, so that I get more call on that front. Just uh, plans to, to market myself and promote myself that are, are spreading that word. Another area that I'm looking at that I feel like has a lot of uh, need uh, are with professional athletes. They don't always do a good job representing themselves, speaking, and defining and developing their own brand. And so I feel like if I could help them do that better, even just to last night's game and what happened and why they performed well or why they did it, that they could learn to communicate their own personal brand in those moments. To the point that that would make them more attractive to sponsors and to uh, other companies that might want to partner with them. And then I would be able to help them make themselves more marketable and earn more. Um, and so I'm looking for ways to do that. Uh, and, and there's other lines of business. I'm writing more. I'm trying to find opportunities to comment in trade magazines of industries that, you know, I think are ripe for the kind of work uh, that I would like to ways that I'm out there. Right. Yeah. I think, and I think like you said, reaching out to pro, uh, professional athletes, writing more, those are all like amazing things to kind of reach towards with your business. Um, you know, coming back to 2020, we're almost done with the year, you know, halfway through August already, we only have about three months left. What does success in 2021 look like for you? And what goals do you have for next year? Success in 2021, new clients. People, people are going to want to grow their business and I want to be uh, success for me will be top of mind for them when they're ready to turn the spigot off. So when they say, Oh gosh, finally, you know, the economy has opened up and we really need to take a look at our brand and refresh our brand. Joel, we need you in here, get in here. Uh, or we're launching a new product, uh, but our spokesperson is, eh, we need somebody to help this person. Joel, we're ready to go here. We need you now. Come on. Let's, let's work together. Um, and th those are the kinds of moments that I need to be ready for. And so that's what I'm, I'm pushing for. Another thing that I'm looking at is um, I mentioned before so much about small and mid-sized businesses. And, and, I, and I know that a lot of your listeners are small to mid-sized businesses. And things that I want to think about as I, as I reach out to them is that they need to take the opportunity to redefine their brand. And they need to make sure that their employees are able to speak in that brand language and exhibit those brand behaviors. What often happens is in a small to mid-sized business, you see the owner who's completely passionate about the business and about their clients. And the clients love them, can't get enough of the owner. So much so that they almost feel slighted when they have to deal with other employees besides the owner. And so that's not scalable. That doesn't work, right? Leverage the scale. That's what we're talking about here. That doesn't work. 
So the owners need to sit down, and I don't mean a mission statement or a vision statement. Those are meanings of paper that get tacked to the wall. And what they need to do is find a way to get that and translate it into actionable language, brand language, that can be delivered via training to their employees, language that their employees can embrace, brand behaviors that are appropriate. This is how you treat customers. This is how you interact with others that they can embrace. And only then can employees truly become brand ambassadors. And only then will they begin to exhibit the type of passion for customer service that the owner does. But unfortunately, you know, the owners, they kind of carry it around with it up with them up here and they haven't gotten it out and, and made it meaningful to the employees and trained the employees how to do the same thing. And that's what limits their scale. And so I love, I love to help companies make that realization and make that change. And then I love to see what a difference it makes for them and their business as their employees just catch on fire and begin to realize that now I'm a brand ambassador. I represent the band and I can deliver it. Right. Yeah. Um, as we're nearing the end of our interview, we've learned so much about you and your business, where you want to go and where you've been. Um, my final question for you is how can our listeners and community help you reach those goals, especially with helping other small and mid-sized businesses? Well, take a little time and invest in themselves and invest in their brand and, and really define their brand. And, I, uh, you know, if you know companies that need that kind of help, think about me. Um, I think that there's, and, and my advice, this is, I, I give it freely and then hopefully it's helpful to those companies that are struggling with these same issues right now, is there are six things that I would tell them to do in order to really make the, that brand language become usable for all of their employees, to really convert their employees into brand ambassadors. And one, that would be to focus on the why. And there's plenty of brand gurus out there that'll say this, but help don't just know it yourself. Help your employees understand the why. Help them realize it, and then they can really deliver it. Because you can't be on the front lines all the time. Your employees need to be the ones that are empowered that way. And then the other thing that I would have them to do, number two, would be make sure that the person that leads any sort of a uh, brand phrasing or brand language effort within that company, make sure it's that the, it's the communications lead, make sure the communications lead partners closely with human resources. Because again, the most important people to understand this are the employees. They have to become the brand ambassadors. And so make sure that communications leads the way when it comes to these kinds of efforts. Um, I would say that in terms of making this work, that senior leaders, especially the owner, they need to engage in role playing. And as far as training with their employees, the employees need to see the owner they need to see the senior leaders modeling this right behavior, showing them this is what it looks like. These are the phrases you need to use. This is the language you need to use. These are the behaviors you need to exhibit when you're engaging with our customers to make our brand work. So it's got to be modeled by the leaders of the company. Make it ongoing. It can't be a one and done. You know, I could come in and do a fantastic training and then six months from now, you've got three new employees and others that left and some that came in new. And so, you know, it's got to be ongoing. It's got to be several times a year. It's got to be part of the supervisors and the leaders training the employees. And so they have to be experts on this as well. So it's, it's ongoing. And finally, I mentioned partnering with HR before. You've got to build in accountability. And that happens with a performance review, whether it's annually or semi-annually, however you do it, make these 
you have to define the brand language and the brand behaviors and make them a specific part of that performance review so that the employees know that I'll be held accountable for talking to clients using these phrases. I'll be held accountable for treating clients in this way using these brand behaviors. I'll be held accountable not just for doing my job. I'll be held accountable for being a brand ambassador for my brand, for living the brand. If they can do that, then they're on their way to success. Well, thank you so much, Joel. This has been a wonderful time listening to you. And thank you for giving so much wonderful advice to our listeners about how to correctly brand their business and move forward with their business. And it's just been a wonderful time chatting with you about what you do and your your whole mission. Katie, thanks for the opportunity. I love talking about these things. I'm passionate about them. And uh, I hope that uh, people will reach out and connect to me if they have questions about this. Yes. Where, can, where exactly can they find you? They should find me at www.jcs dash communications.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Joel. Thank you so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.